This is a saw good man, the better. Better call saw podcast. My name is Brian, and with me, as always, is humongous Mike Dave. Dave, how's it going? Huge. It's so huge. <laughs> so huge. With the type of microphone you're using, what you need is for it to uh, retract from the ceiling. <laughs> so you look like uh, you look like a uh, like an old time boxer. Oh, like announcer. upside down. Yeah, like it, like. <laughs> It just Let's like prepare yourselves to battle. <laughs> right. It was just like slowly lower down. You grab it, you say your thing, and then it just like slowly raises up into the ether of the darkness of the uh, catwalk. <laughs> That's exactly what you need. That's actually the SM55. Mm. Classic. Gotcha. The Elvis microphone, some people call it. Yeah. Yeah. This is more like the old school radio vibe. This is definitely a condenser mic, so it might sound a little weird to everybody listening, but yeah, it's a little different shape. It's got that rockabilly vibe yeah we'll make sure to uh post a picture of it on uh on our twitter or snapchat or whatever the best part is it's uh two inches by four inches and it weighs like three pounds it's huge (laughs) and i'm holding it in my hand (laughs) dave and i also host the nothing important podcast where dave and i interview people who are more famous and successful than we will ever be make sure to check that out on itunes or and nothing important podcast.com. A lot of great guests. Uh, man, all sorts of great guests this year, like Mike Rowe, Anthony uh, Melicori from Travel Channel's Hotel Impossible, Mark Summer from oh, Double yeah. Dare. Super awesome Take dude. Take the physical challenge. Yeah, man. It's been uh, it's been a great year. And uh, they're going to give coming. you up, Rick Astley. Oh, yeah. And Rick Astley, the Rick Astley, <laughs> like, never going to give you up. Yeah, that guy, he was Now you owe him 12 cents. Now I owe him 12 cents. <laughs> he, he was super, super awesome, though. So anyway, please make sure that you check out the Nothing Important podcast and uh, see what Dave and I do when we're not talking about Better Call Saul. But that is what we are doing today. We're talking about season three of Better Call Saul. This is kind of uh, Dave and I's prediction uh, show just to kind of get things rolling. It's, it's kind of funny. Dave and I have had the first two episodes of season three, Better Call Saul, in our emails for going on about a week and a half now, and somehow we have resisted the urge (laughs) to watch them. We wanted to talk to you guys first. I wanted to get the preview episode out of the way without without the Mm post-knowledge, I guess, of what's going on. So, yeah, we've held off, and honestly, we're still a month out from the the actual debut, and I don't think I want to sit on the first two episodes and wait. You know, I'd rather be a little closer to the release of the third and fourth blah, blah, blah episodes. Right. So yeah, I don't want to sit and stew on these for three weeks. Right. Absolutely. So what what we're going to do, I think what the plan should be is this is going to be our preview or not preview because we're not allowed to do any previews until after March 27th. So this is our introduction for season three. So those of you listening, please make sure that you send us your predictions, your ideas, what you think is going to happen. Better Call Saul starts April 10th. So make sure to get them in. Dave and I are going to do another episode where we'll have your predictions and your ideas and talk about them. Mm -hmm. And, uh, of course, we'll have to hold back. uh, We'll have to hold back what we know a little bit just because I plan on watching the episodes tonight. Yeah, we, we, (laughs) we will have to address your predictions without confirming or denying. Mm -hmm. So please make sure that you send those just like last year, send them on Facebook, uh, send them on uh, Twitter at, at I S G M podcast, or you can email us at host at it's all goodman 
dot com dot com absolutely so uh season three i'm pretty excited uh very very excited i i here's the thing about the way that better call saw and i think we touched on this last year because it's only 10 episodes the wait for the whole next season just seems longer yes. than the wait for the next season of just about any television show on tv yes plus we're about 10 weeks after the air date of last season so it's been like a full calendar year yeah, absolutely. I, 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 I'm not sure why it took a little longer. I feel like that was answered in our interview with uh, Michael McKean, but... I know why. Do you know why? Oh, I know why, and I don't even know if I can say. Okay, well, Dave, <laughs> uh, before we get started, uh, I think you guys have seen it on our Twitter or whatever. Uh, our buddy of the podcast, the wonderful and very nice Brandon K. Hampton, was in uh, Chicago. Yeah, doing- it was amazing. He just he he tweeted me. He's like, "Hey, Dave, are you in Chicago?" And I was like, "I'm 50 miles out. Are you in Chicago?" And he's like, "I am in Chicago." So we hooked it up. Yeah, absolutely. So he was up there working on. Uh, he's he's doing some work up in the city. And mm-hmm. uh, I wasn't joking on Twitter when I said Brandon K. Hampton and Dave crashed uh, my work. You guys came to my place of work and hung out for a bit. I wish we could have hung out sooner, mm-hmm. but uh, my wife has been a little bit sick and I had to uh, fight Chicago rush hour to get home. Which but, is especially on St. Patrick's Day because this was on St. Patrick's Day yeah. when we met up. Yeah. And uh, holy crap, like the commute into the city was almost twice as long as normal for me because mm-hmm. the construction on top of everyone in Chicago thinks they're Irish. Yeah. Everyone in Chicago <laughs> land thinks they're Irish and has to go to Chicago to celebrate. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the trains, I, I believe I sent you a picture of just how packed the trains were. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm used to the trains being packed, but uh, it, it's not quite to the level of Tokyo when the trains are packed and they actually <laughs> hire people to shove everybody into the train. <laughs> but it, it's like that. Everybody, because how it works in Chicago, everybody on the platform stands at strategic spots because their thoughts are the train's going to stop and the door is going to stop right in front of me. Right. And I could just barge right in. It's like the Kentucky Derby. Mm-hmm. But it's never a consistent spot. You just kind of try to like estimate where it's going to land. Right. So what happens is invariably the door always misses you by about 10 feet. So <laughs> everybody who's waiting on either side of the door try to rush in and funnel through the middle. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I take a different approach. I don't try to go in from the side. I just get right in the middle and I just make a beeline right for the center center of the train and being a, uh, a gentleman who's six foot tall, 200, uh, <laughs> 260 something pounds. I'll just barge right in and, and, uh, you know, nobody's going to move me. So <laughs> here's, here's my approach. I took the train twice when mm-hmm. I was interning and I noticed that everybody gathered in groups. Mm-hmm. I also understand how subways and L trains work. So I would just pick a spot that was kind of by myself. Yeah. And usually I was the closest one time I stopped right in front of me and everybody just kind of looked at me and I was like, not a sheep, dude. Like, <laughs> I just I know it's going to be some random spot, so I just kind of picked an open area. It also seems just because of the entryway to like the uh, subway platforms or the L platform, depending on where it's at. If it's above ground, it's the L. If it's yeah. downtown and it's underneath, it's the subway. But either way, on the platform, it's like a roller coaster it goes up and down. Yeah, there's there's always a large amount of people either towards the back of the train mm-hmm. or towards the front of the train. So the golden spot is you try to get to where you think the middle of the train is going to stop because <laughs> those cars are usually sparsely populated in comparison to right. to the other two sides. It's always safe in the middle. Yep. So anyway, so I, did, I didn't get to hang out with you and Brandon, but you and Brandon, uh, you went to dinner and yeah. uh, discussed some possible work. And uh, But uh, the short time I got to spend with them seems just as cool and just as nice. Very 
very genuine dude. Yeah. yeah. The whole reason he's in town is helping out um, on a project that people he knows and they're passionate about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, he decided, like, yeah, I just want to be a part of this. Mm-hmm. And then he got me involved in the project, so I'm now involved in a project. And he's like the man at work. It's it's awesome. He's got this professional situation. He's learning from the best, you mm-hmm. know, and he takes all that knowledge and, and he's paying it forward with other crews and stuff. So it's, it's pretty yep. awesome. So Brandon K. Hampton, super solid dude. I'm glad I got to meet him in person, and I hope it's not the last time. And uh, I know for a fact he'll probably be on our show again. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Super, super solid guy. Okay, so here we go. Better Call Saul is coming up, so we, we have to make predictions. So yes. we'll go back and forth. We'll make predictions with each other, and then uh, we'll just kind of put this out there and uh, right. get get ready for season three. So Throw it into the universe. Yes. So uh, my first prediction which is the same prediction I've made for the past two seasons. We're finally going to find out what happens to Huel. <laughs> da Huel. Now, it's funny. Um, what's funny about that is I, I put something to that effect on uh, Twitter, and somebody sent me a picture of uh, of Huel now. I, I forget the actor's name, and I apologize because we're just kind of winging this preview show. But yeah. uh, I guess he's lost a lot of weight. Oh. And I was like, oh, well, that's perfect because it is supposed to be pre you could write that in. Yeah, you could write that in. <laughs> you could totally write that in. But uh, then it's, uh, every time I say that, people are like, well, how would that happen? Like, how, how would he fit into Better Call Saul? So, uh, but he was like a lackey. Right, he was Jimmy's muscle, wasn't he? Yeah, so hopefully we, we see... I'm sorry, Saul's muscle. He's not Jimmy. Right, you yeah. Know, yeah. So hopefully we see, um, see the genesis of their uh, relationship. Or it'd be really cool in one of the Gene scenes that takes place after Breaking Bad. Right. It'd be it'd be funny if he came in and bust some Cinnabons or something. Right. Like that. But, <laughs> but either way, it's like maybe Huel. Okay, he's skinny. Mm-hmm. He becomes obsessed with Cinnabon. Ah. That's how he gets fat, and that's how Jimmy gets the idea that his backup ah. plan will be a Cinnabon <laughs> manager in Omaha. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> see, there you go. All right. So that that whole thing. That's uh, my first prediction for season. Three. That's right, Vince and Peter. We just wrote that for you. Mm-hmm. Yep, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so my first prediction mm-hmm. that I've been making for the past two seasons, mm-hmm. Kim Wexler dies. Yep, got it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, probably, uh, that's probably why Ray Seahorn hasn't been on our show. Yeah, so right. <laughs> I, I'm going to tell her to her face. Like, I apologize, but I keep saying your character's going to die. <laughs> so I don't want to be right. I like that See, you have employment. <laughs> I... <laughs> I think um, I, I think the whole uh, I, I think where the obvious answer to the whole uh, Kim and Jimmy thing is that um, he's just going to become so such a liability to her career, yes, and so repugnant in her eyes, yes, that she just kind of leaves. I think that is the most reasonable prediction, right? Because yeah. how much can she take? I mean, she put up with a lot, right, last season, and it, it was so interesting because if I remember correctly, season one. Everybody was trying to figure out how she fit into an overall arc because they seemed like such a great, great uh, couple. Yeah. You know, and she she warned him like, no, don't do any shady shit. Right, right. right. But in season two, there's like two or three times where he blatantly did shady shit, mm-hmm. and she stuck with him. And she and, got punished for his yeah influence also. Right. And now they're they're sharing office space. They're not really partners, but they're they're sharing right sharing the office space. You know, running both, you know. Uh, but I mean, but then again, you could say, judging by the way the season two ended, mm-hmm. 
maybe Jimmy gets locked up mm-hmm. or can't come to work for a while. Maybe Kim's stuck with the bills. Mm-hmm. That folds. Right. You know, that could be a whole thing. Right. Well, the, uh, you know, uh, I, I think this season is going to be the catalyst because it, it's been said, and uh, Vince Gilligan on a Reddit asked me any, everything, uh-huh. said that uh, while it may not necessarily be Saul Goodman revealed this year, you'll definitely see, like, Saul Goodman this year. The so, metamorphosis will really start to take place. Right, year. right, right. So I'd say that's probably a safe bet is, is yeah. this will be the, uh, she'll she'll probably just drop him. Like yeah, a, like a like a bad habit, you know. Or man, see, I don't even know if I want to go on record seriously because the dying thing's a joke, mm-hmm. and saying it, it was her choice. It might not even be her choice. It could be anything. She might get locked up for. Something. Oh man, I never you even know, considered. What the if fact he gets that, her in that kind of trouble? Yeah. What? If, yeah. What if she takes the dr- the fall? Yeah. And you then, know? and then you know, you have your uh, what they call the threshold of pain, mm-hmm. where Jimmy might just be like, you know what, screw it, let's just go full legit corrupt. Yeah, you know, gotcha. That's mm. not bad. I, I blew my own mind right there. Yeah, I never considered that she might get locked up. That's great. Mm. Yeah, my prediction also, uh, my next prediction is that uh, for the love of God, I don't think we're going to see Jesse Pinkman. <laughs> I don't think that's going to right because he was like supposedly it like just out of high school by a couple years in Breaking Bad, and this takes place six years before so i guess he would have to be like a freshman in high school that's what you know i just realized that um i don't remember how long jesse was supposedly out of high school because it wasn't a super super recent student i thought it was kind of like one of those like you remember that kid from a few years Mm -hmm. back not but maybe two or three years out of high school maybe he is in high school maybe he's in uh juvie (laughs) or something maybe he needs because he he is the one that suggested that they need a criminal lawyer. So right. I mean, but he brought he brought Heisenberg. He brought Walt to mm-hmm. Saul. He he made the introduction. Right. But yeah. did did Saul know him? Or was it or was it uh Jesse Ooh. Or was it that Jesse just kind of knew a Saul's reputation and was like you need a criminal lawyer? Because the only people that I distinctly remember knowing Jesse from before Breaking Bad would be Hank. Yeah. Because Hank was obviously, no. Was no, Hank, Hank had no idea who Jesse was. Hank was aware of Saul. Hank knew Saul. Hank knew Saul. They knew each other from previous. So you may see Hank this season. Right. Because I, I was under the, I uh, just thinking about it now as we're, we're chatting. This is a very stream of conscious episode. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. With no notes or whatever. But if if I remember correctly, Badger hired Saul, right? Like Saul was the first time we see Saul, he's covering or he's, he's, he's representing Badger. He's representing Badger, who is obviously Jesse's friend. Right. So that would explain how Jesse knows that Saul is a criminal quote right. unquote lawyer. Exactly. He, he's not completely on the up and up. I don't think Jesse was a client of Saul until everything started collapsing around them. I can't recall, man. I wish I could. I wish I could. I'm not going to go back and watch it because, like you said, stream of consciousness. Right. <laughs> you know, call us out on it if you want, but you're listening to our show. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I can't remember. But I do know that Jesse knew of Saul, and he's the reason they're introduced. Mm-hmm. So he may or may not make an appearance this season. Hmm. I don't know. All right, your next prediction. My next prediction is... 
I also don't want to go on a solid answer to what's going to happen as a direct result of the way season two ended. Because who knows? They can go any direction with that. Mm-hmm. But I'll throw it out there and say that Jimmy talks his way out of it. And this drives Chuck even further down because he didn't win. He Good. thought he had Jimmy cornered. If Jimmy gets out of that, he's just that's going to just make Chuck even worse. Okay, so do you think that that Chuck is going to go to the authorities? Because I, I took that's not I, even a given that he would. All right, he did was stop I, the tape. I took it as eventually Jimmy is going to find out Chuck has a tape of him, right? An incriminating tape, right? Mm-hmm, and but mm-hmm. they're still brothers. So to me, it makes sense that Chuck is like, "Look, I have you dead to rights. Right? Knock your shit off. Right. Get out of my life. Like, get out of the world. Like, quit fucking up my day. Right?" Like yeah. using it to pretty much say, here's here's what you do. You you disappear yeah. and stop fucking up my life, or I I have the power to take you down. Blackmail. Yeah, exactly. Blackmail. Yeah. Exactly. That's interesting. Yeah, because I guess I just kind of always been a, a, taken as a given that he's going to be so vindictive that he would just go to the authorities and try to get Jimmy. Because target. that would make sense, right? Because mm-hmm. Chuck is all about justice and he's all about the integrity, integrity. of the legal system, right? right? But there's still they're still brothers. That yeah. that might be enough just to pull him back just enough. Yeah. You know, to where may I and it might even unfold something like he's like, "All right, I'm I'm going to put this asshole in jail. I'm going to ruin his life the way that like I perceive right. that he ruined mine and then at the last seconds has a crisis of conscience and uh you know kind of approaches him and you know says yeah. something like, "You know, I I was on my way. I was on my right, way right. to destroy you." Yeah. But this is like the last shred of mercy. That you're gonna get, right? You, you know, will. basically like leave town or you die, kind of thing. Right? You know? Yeah, like, exactly. Like the old west, like you have until noon to leave town, or but I'm he, coming to get you. But he doesn't leave town. You know, he doesn't leave town. Maybe temporarily. But he becomes something. Saul Goodman, though. You know what I mean? Like, like oh, I'm, disassociate your name from mine, right? And that's why he has to create the other moniker, right? Like, quit fucking up my world. That's an interesting way to you do know, it. Yeah, because then that create like other things too, because yeah. it, it's totally a slime ball. Saw move right because then he could still be like what i i did what you asked like there is no jimmy mcgill esquire practicing currently right i did what you asked also the fact that that brings chuck down because now chuck's down to blackmailing people right yeah i mean so either He's way jimmy wins, too. Right? yeah <laughs> yeah exactly. jimmy wins but slipping chuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's a very good angle um <laughs> I started laughing as my mind was wandering while you were talking about, I'm picturing Chuck like great, you know, cause he used like tongs to stop the tape. Right. Mm-hmm, yeah. Then he grabs the tape. He really does have some electromagnetic thing going on. Mm-hmm. His body wipes out the cassette tape. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and real, real quick. Uh, that just reminded me, uh, for those of you that are just getting back into better call Saul now and haven't listened to our episodes of the off season, uh, in the offseason, we've interviewed a lot of great people involved with Better Call Saul. Brandon K. Hampton was back on since the end of last season. Uh, we had uh, Ann Cherkis, who's uh, she's a, a writer, like one of the head writers of Better Call Saul. Right. Ann Lerner, who doesn't write for the show and isn't involved with the production of the show, but she was very instrumental in bringing Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul right. to New Mexico and Albuquerque. So and that, that has- was a very interesting conversation with her because we tend to talk to like the actors right. and the writers and all that. It, it was cool to get like a real life, not entertainment personality that was involved w- with making the show what it is. Right. Who has 
a job I'm super jealous of. Yeah, yeah. She even said <laughs> the, the only way to get my job is to be super fucking lucky. You know? Right. <laughs> but she was super cool. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, very and, and she invited us to lunch, which was super nice. Right. <laughs> if I ever make my way to Albuquerque. Right. In search of my guitar. And uh, in uh, January, late January, we actually spoke with uh, Michael McKean. Chuck himself. Yeah, he took some time off. Uh, he was actually uh, he was in New York or something, and on his way to go see Star Wars, right. and took a few minutes to give us a call. Yeah, and uh, probably had to wait on the previews. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but he he was actually on our show. So if you if you didn't hear uh, our uh, phone chat slash interview with Michael McKean, Chuck mm. McGill, please make sure to check that out. Uh, he was a super cool guy. One thing that that stuck out. Uh, that he said to us was we asked him if the whole electromagnetic thing was real uh-huh. or if it was a figment of Chuck's imagination. Uh-huh. And his answer, uh, and I'm paraphrasing, was pretty much, well, if I put myself in Chuck's shoes, it's real to him. Right. So whether it's a physical ailment or a mental ailment, none of that matters because as far as the character is cer- concerned, it's real. Right. Which <laughs> is almost kind of his answer almost kind of made me feel like a dick for even asking, but it's a very good point, and it's just something that people really don't think about. I didn't think about that, you know, until right. he said it. But yeah, if you want, and that's another thing, like his conversation wasn't as lighthearted and, and funny as a lot, like say a Patrick Fabian, mm-hmm, right? But man, is he insightful into just acting in general? There's some nuggets in there for you. Yeah, yeah, just it's, to hear his process. Like a lot of people don't. A lot of people are under the impression that sometimes, you know, when when you're acting, uh, it's like okay, like uh, I'll go, like you know, I I say the I say the words and act how I think the character would act. But Michael McKean like really went in depth mm-hmm. with the character, and it's, it's and acting's a skill. That's not a that's not a skill I think I could possess. I don't I don't think oh, I could drop everything I know about myself and develop a new character right. within myself to bring out a performance. Which is why not everybody's a fucking actor. <laughs> right, exactly. I was on a set last night, and it was one of the first time I've I've actually seen the filming of a set. I've helped dress sets before, and I've been mm-hmm. a part of productions, post production, but to see the actors standing there and I have kind of improvising. What's your motivation? What's my motivation? Mm-hmm. And making up backstories to give them the proper motivation for right. the scene. It's yeah. It's all you are in a whole new world like a character journal right don't yeah. they call that a character journal where I think so. they, they kind of create like a life for the character you know for their motivations currently and such yeah, yeah. very cool yeah. is it your turn or is it my turn i just said the one about chuck okay so the last one i'll go with is i i would say with out knowing anything uh hank has to make an appearance this season you think they'll touch on the the prior interactions with jimmy well i i think so but one, hank knows him as saul unless he maybe he can know that jimmy changed his name well who knows i mean i i don't know the method of which but it would make sense to me um one uh he was a character that was familiar with at least the world of these characters in the prequel right just right. by nature of his career two Remember last year after the season wrap, the, they did put a picture out on Twitter of uh, of uh, man, I forget the actor's name again. I'm gonna have uh, I'm gonna have to reach out to him again. But the the gentleman who plays Hank was on set at least observing a filming of Better Call Saul. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if well, he was air quotes, air quotes on the observing. Air quotes on the because, <laughs> just because, my prediction. Just my prediction. Yeah, because we we don't know, but I'm saying he was at least like there right. and he's conscious of the production. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And three. The the actors, 
The actors who portrayed these characters in Breaking Bad have literally aged 10 years <laughs> for the prequel. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And uh, I, I'm just saying, like, it, it's probably, uh, probably should start wrapping up the story soon because like it, it's impending <laughs> you know what i mean like breaking bad is is right it's it's coming over the horizon right right it's not like a road we're traveling to a destination like the destination is getting ever yes ever closer and and i i hate to be like uh you know i'm not saying that everybody's like too old or or anything but i have heard people mention you know the suspension of belief is getting a little bit more more difficult as uh-huh. the characters age and they have to do more CGI and stuff like that. Right. And plus, uh, just like Breaking Bad, I thought it was great that it ended after five seasons. I don't want to see them stretch out Better Call Saul yeah. longer no. than they had better longer than they had Breaking Bad. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm not I'm not a fan of like shows, especially serialized ones, that don't know when to quit. Right. It's like like I feel now that it, going into season three it would it makes sense in my mind that they would have to now be closer to wrapping up the story than they are still building the story. Well, right. Yeah. So so it would make sense to me but, that sometime well, soon we're going to have to see Hank because he obviously has a has a formidable relationship with mm-hmm. Saul and Breaking Bad. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm saying we're like we're like at the top of the hill and it might not be like all downhill from here, but it's probably <laughs> at least gonna like the storyline has to like plateau at yeah. least a little bit and then start getting ready to crash into Breaking Bad. Well, I know there's uh, their promotional. He said some of the promotional material has in, said hinted at some upcoming characters from Breaking Bad coming back. And well, Breaking Bad was five seasons mm-hmm. covered two years of his life. Yeah, because I always just assume season equals a year. You're yeah, going that, back six years prior to the start of Breaking Bad, so we're going to cover six years. But you know, I guess, and I have they really established how long they've covered so far? Is this months? Is this years? I don't think they. I, I bet I'll it's bet Albuquerque, you, so you can't tell by the seasons. <laughs> I'll bet you anything. Somebody listening to this right now already has that math done. Yeah, send it. So to us. yeah, send it to us. You'll get a shout out on the show, and uh, let us know what you think. How what, what the time frame of Better Call? Saw has been for all I know, it could be less than a year, right? You know what I mean? Like, there's, there's been some montages, and uh, see, that's another thing. They do so many time jumps <laughs> in, in this show, right? Because they have the future, they have uh, the past, they've mm-hmm. had the way past, and then they've had the way, way past, <laughs> and then they've had slightly before current time, current right. time, and then like right before character X walked through the door on current time. It's almost Tarantino-ish. Right, yeah. So I guarantee one of you out there have to have the timeline. And if so, please make sure to hit a, hit us up so we can uh, give you credit where credit is due. Exactly. Because uh, Dave isn't going to do the math, and uh, I probably can't. So. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of Tarantino, mm-hmm. segue, uh, the Tarantino shot. This is from Brandon. Um they refer to that very, very long opening shot at the Mexican border as the Tarantino shot. Yeah, that, that we were, was amazing. Remember how we were deciding how they did it? Mm-hmm. Cranes and CGI. Cranes and CGI? It's not practical. <laughs> I was so disappointed. Well, now I'm even kind of more impressed because it was, <laughs> it was so seamless. It was so seamless. It, it's Because it's, it's, like, it's not like CGI where like they need like a swamp monster and then they just like insert a swamp monster. Right. Like No, you're building a, a legitimate like background. Right. Like, like it's a consistent scene and uh, I couldn't tell it was CGI. Right. You like, know what I we mean? were arguing if it was cranes or drones. 
You yeah. Know? I thought it was a drone. I kept telling him, like, you're bullshitting me. It's a drone. He's like, no, it's just this very elaborate system mm-hmm. of camera work and stuff and then CGIing things as necessary. But one one that wasn't CGI or with cranes is uh, when we uh, – I remember we talked about it. I don't know if it was Patrick Fabian that, that talked to us about this, but there was a scene where um, – there was a scene where uh, Hamlin and uh, Ray Seahorn were walking through the law office, and it was mm-hmm. actually – the building that they were filming in, they were actually walking the same loop of hallways, but they had a couple fake walls built, and oh. they would they as they walked past it, they would hurry up and set up the fake wall. <laughs> so when they came back around, they would have to turn around this fake wall, so it made it look like they were walking in a different section of the building because oh. the building's supposed to be huge, yeah. and they're winding their way down to meet the owner of the bank at the That's bottom. Right. But it's really them walking around the same halls, and they had like movable fake walls to make <laughs> so they had to like basically to cut them off, so they had to turn around it so the filming looked like they were just like uh, they uh, were they yeah. were going through this giant complex. I actually don't remember that conversation. I'll admit that. Yeah, e- either way, that's it, it's all impressive. Awesome. Right? Yeah, it, very. It's, it's all clever. Incredibly- it's cool. It's cool now that I've seen more stuff behind the scenes and seeing like mm-hmm. how much you can fake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But that's uh, that's the music uh, or the magic of television, right? Exactly. Yeah, it's all an illusion. <laughs> all right, Dave, you got one more. Go. My final prediction is that you're going to find out Ernie's related to Gus. I think that, remember, that's been the big rumor. Yeah. How Brandon Hampton looks like. Yeah. Forgive me for not remembering the actor's name that plays Gus. Um, But I'm just going to go ahead and throw it out there hmm. that... uh. I think maybe there is something going on there, and it's going to get brought up. If they're going to put out some promotional picks with Gus, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I wow. think I think that's going to be a thing somehow. Huh. Maybe Ernie doesn't even know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he's uh, a, a relative or something, and he doesn't know. See, that'd be that'd be super interesting because remember last season when uh, Ernie was talking to Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't remember what the exact discussion was, but Jimmy, it was pretty much like, why are you helping me? And uh, Ernie was like, because you're my friend. Right. Right? Like, like Exactly. Yeah. But then suddenly they had like a backstory. <laughs> like, he wasn't <laughs> just a guy in the, you know what I mean? Suddenly he's involved. Which is a more appropriate prediction to be like, maybe they delve more into the backstory between Jimmy and Ernie. And maybe he gets Ernie in trouble. I just think Jimmy's going to get a bunch of other people in trouble this season. Well, that's kind of his thing, right? He right. just kind of like ruins the lives of everybody around Every team, him. Everything he touches turns to shit. Everything he touches turns to shit. Yeah. So those are our predictions for uh, Better Call Saul Season 3. Please, once again, make sure that uh, you send your predictions to us over Twitter at ISGM Podcast or host at itsallgoodman.com. Or you can even do it through our Nothing Important stuff at nothingimportantpodcast.com. You can or, tweet me directly at, at podhostdave. Or you can tweet me directly at, uh, I don't even know what my booking is. I think it's ISGM Brian, isn't it? No, I think it's podhost Brian. I, don't, don't tweet me directly. Just do it through the mail. <laughs> <laughs> Brian runs the official show site or mm. Twitter, and I have my own Twitter. Yeah. So uh, what are your predictions, please? We want to hear them. Just like last year, we want you guys to be as involved as possible i don't know if i'm going to be able to get swag like last year uh but believe me if i do you guys are going to have a chance to win it because uh as if dave and i haven't said it enough uh thank you yes for listening to us Uh, yes we we never thought when we started this we we never thought that we'd be on itunes charts we never thought it would give us some of the opportunities 
that we've had. You know, Dave's got to do work on on show sets and such. And although I haven't landed a role, you know, like I've got to audition for a couple like voiceover <laughs> things, which is just hysterical to me because like I, right. I'm very much not an actor, but like. I'll give it up. Somebody wants me to read a script. I'll give it a shot. You know, who knows? Maybe one day I'll land like a butter commercial or something. And we get to hone our interview skills, which, as everybody knows, is an extremely important facet of everyday life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know, getting getting to talk to not only the people on this show, but all the people we've gotten to speak with at Nothing Important is a direct result of everything that you guys have done for us and all the support you have given us uh, through this show. So Indeed. uh, so Dave and I sincerely appreciate that, and uh, we appreciate those of you that check out Nothing Important. Uh, we appreciate you guys subscribing and sharing that. We appreciate you guys subscribing to and sharing uh, this mm-hmm. podcast. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, if you have trouble with iTunes, we're on Google Play. If mm-hmm. you have trouble on Google Play, we're also part of the uh, Podcast Detroit net- Network, which I always forget to say, but <laughs> really cool people at the Podcast Detroit Network. Um also, uh, YouTube. Every single episode is now yep. right on YouTube. YouTube. So I've gotten some notes that that has actually been really convenient for a lot of people. So, And I'm also working on uh, on some other things. And uh, uh, there's a couple interviews I think people are going to do with uh, Dave and I coming up. Yeah. And it's going to be uh, really cool. But anyway, long story short, thank you so much. Dave and I will be here all season uh, for you guys. And on, on my end, um, got some new things, some new surprises for y'all, some new musical interludes and montages, and maybe a new theme. That's right. And uh, make sure, uh, if you want to support Dave and uh, some of his music buddies, uh, you can buy the uh, newly That's remastered right. theme song that we're using now on this podcast. Right. You can buy that through iTunes. We'll have the link uh, for sure at the uh, in the description of every uh, episode this year going through. Please do so. It's only 99 cents. It's only 99 cents. Love. You know, it'd it help Dave out. Also, uh, preview with the priors. We're going to do preview with yep. the prior again. And uh, our friend Jeff, who's kind of become the third mic at Nothing Important, he's going to jump on. I, I think for the, the main one here, unless we get like an actor or something on the show um, or a special celebrity guest, because uh, we've had some people expre- express some interest. Mm-hmm. Some of our guests from Nothing Important have right. expressed interest on talking Better Call Saul. You know, so we'll we'll have them on this from time to time, and then also preview with the prior. We'll try to do uh, what we did last year. You know, your comments, your suggestions, your ideas, mm-hmm. uh, some special guests. You know, and if we can get more of the characters from um, Better Call Saul to join us on preview with the prior as well. Right. I, I'd say it's almost a certainty that at some point Brandon K. Hampton's going to jump back on. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much a given. Yeah. He's, like, he's our friend now. We, we, told him, <laughs> we told him when we were hanging out with him, we're like, you know, no, you're one of us now, Brandon. Yeah, so. you're, you're going to get some calls. And he said, call me anytime. I don't even care if you wake me up. So. Yep, super cool dude. Hold you to it. We'll call you at 3 o'clock in the morning. Yep. So with that, get ready for Better Call Saul Season 3, April 10th on AMC. I don't know what time. Look it up. You guys all have internet. <laughs> Love it, like it, hate it, dig it, just watch it. Exactly. Dave? That was my new call. Oh, that was your new one? <laughs> <laughs> call us, it is. Call us, geniuses, whatever. Just call us. It's all good, man. Hey, it's all